This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. And Mike DeCourcy joins us on the Adam Gold Show. I thank you very much for your time. Before we get to Huggins, the coach, uh, do you think this was cumulative? Because they certainly moved past what he said about Xavier fans uh, on that Cincinnati radio station about a month ago. Yeah, I do think it was cumulative. Absolutely. Uh, uh, and I'm I'm not sure that it wasn't cumulative going back to the first DUI okay. that he received back in 2004. I think you add that together with, with what happened in May uh, and then what happened this weekend, and it just becomes more than can be tolerated by an institution of higher learning. If these two incidents had been reversed, if the DUI had happened in May and then uh, the uh, the slur on the radio had occurred Friday, I, I still think it might have been the same result. Uh, but uh, the police report from the Friday uh, arrest for DUI was uh, horrifying. I, I don't think there's another word that could describe it. Uh, and it, it, it's very fortunate that that incident resulted only in a flat tire and Huggins mm-hmm. having to uh, to resign from his position. A very, I, I don't want to speculate on what could have happened, no. but it, 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 it's very fortunate that that was the outcome. Yeah, I think you, you and I probably agree. And uh, you're you're one of the few people who I believe uh, drinks less alcohol than I do. And I'm pretty low on that list um, is that I don't believe that drunk driving is treated seriously enough in the United States. We, we, tr- we treat it as a traffic accident, as a, a traffic violation rather than a criminal act. And I've I've never understood why that's the case. I, I, I will say that at this point in time, in this point in history, there is less excuse for a DUI than there has ever been, ever, <laughs> in the history of, of mankind, other than when there was nothing to drive. <laughs> uh, it, to, you have an app on your phone. You 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 want to you, you first. First of all, you can plan ahead. There's that. Right. If you plan on drinking, hey, look. Although you know I don't drink, I don't have a problem with people who do no. on occasion. I, it's not, you know, it's it's just a personal choice. But uh, you have you can plan ahead. But then, okay, so maybe you don't plan ahead. Uh, you have an app on your phone. You can push the button. You can get a car to your to your spot in seven minutes, <laughs> and they can take you to wherever you want. And if you're a high major college basketball coach. It's not going to break you. Uh, it, it may be different if you work at a uh, fast food place, but right. you're a high major college basketball coach who makes multiple millions of dollars a year. You can afford the Uber all the way back to Morgantown <laughs> if that's where you want to go. So there's no excuse right. for this at this point. And the fact that he had one once before in his life, the fact that he was, you know, it, it's interesting. It reminded me 23 years ago of when Bob Knight was put on zero tolerance by Indiana. And he didn't even make it to the next season. And that's kind of exactly what happened with Huggins. He was basically put in a position where he had to begin to comport himself properly. And it didn't happen. And he couldn't even make it to he couldn't even make it to the fall. Right. Uh, so I, I, I think that what the way I put it in my column was he needs to focus on his health. 
you could take that however you want to, but he needs to focus on his health. As a basketball coach, I mean, whether it was Cincinnati or Kansas State for a hot minute or what he has done with West Virginia, maybe until recently, uh, in having West Virginia among the top 25 teams in the country on a pretty regular basis. I mean, his his ability as a basketball coach and to relate is legendary. I know he seems gruff and all that, but he also has a pretty uh, pretty warm side, too. He does. Uh, he, he He's done unbelievable work for uh, a cancer foundation that he founded in the name of his mother, who he lost to mm-hmm. cancer a while back. Uh, he's done unbelievable work with that. What what I've always said about coaches is, and I, I, I compare it to one of your favorite sports, golf, which is that not everybody's playing the same course. Right. Like some people are playing the, you know, the, the, uh, the, the municipal course where there's no rough and, and the greens are soft. Uh, and some people are playing Pine Valley or Augusta National. And Huggins has always played the toughest courses. Cincinnati, Kansas State, mm-hmm. West Virginia, those are not prime places. Cincinnati won national championships and made Final Fours in the early 60s. Right. It was different then. Yeah. It, when By the time he got to Cincinnati in 89, it was a different program. Uh, they, they, they were never in a major league while he was there, and yet they made uh, constant NCAA tournament appearances. They were ranked number one in that year. And I do remember very well it was 2000 because that was the team, the last team, that I covered as a regular beat writer. I, one of my one of my things was I, I used to go in sports bars like Damon's or wherever, mm-hmm. uh, and there'd be those pages, uh, newspaper front pages where you know the Reds won the World Series or the Pirates won the World Series or whoever. And I thought it'd be cool to have one of those, and that was going to be mine that 2000 <laughs> season with the Bearcats until Kenyon Martin broke his leg. Uh, they were a phenomenal team, yeah. but I think more important. That was the fact that he 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 took a lot of people that a lot of people would have uh, discarded yep. and turned them uh, through recruiting them to universities, whether it was Cincinnati or West Virginia or Akron or wherever, and turned them into really successful people. Uh, helped turn them into really successful people. So he did great stuff, but he needed to work on his own. Yeah discipline more than he did and and instead it, it comes to this unfortunate end let me uh let me just flip to the men's national team that won their i guess the nation's league has only been this is the second edition of it and the united states is the only Concacaf nation's league winner ever they're two for two um but this was to me was a lot different first can we just keep bj callahan as the as the manager, they score all sorts of goals. I realize competition is not the same, uh, but they certainly were in attack mode for uh, for the last two matches. It it certainly looked good. Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend, Coach Pete DeRuta with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise? Really, there's no too soon. It's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or over, we call it the financial red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and, and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement. Call 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. 
Well, I think that it helps when you sign uh, or recruit or whatever yeah. the prop. You, they, they, they got uh, Fowler and ba- Balagoon, and it has completely changed their attack. Uh, they've never had a, a striker. Right. In the history, uh, going back to, two, to 1990, when they started making the World Cup, they've never had anybody like this, ever. And that goal he scored, the second goal against Canada, was evidence of something that we haven't seen before from from him and and it was the entire performance but that goal was just spectacular and it's just the kind of thing that the u.s men's national team has rarely if ever seen and it changed the offense and of course uh the the basically being forced uh to to go with geo reyna as a starter because tyler adams was out so the mma midfield was broken up so they go with geo and he played extraordinarily well I think there's the question of would he have been as effective defensively as he was in that game if he's playing against England or France or Spain right. or who or would he I don't know but he did his job and he did it beautifully he was spectacular and he made himself a viable option but it's still a tough choice that's I keep getting yelled at for supporting Burhalter uh, his position as the coach believing that he's the right person mm-hmm. And constantly being second-guessed by the fact that Reyna didn't play in Qatar very much. And I keep saying, who do you take out of the lineup? Weah has been mm-hmm. terrific every time he's been out there. You don't take Pulisic out there out of the lineup. He's the best player you have. And so then you're left with those three players in the midfield. You know, they, they gave you solidity. They gave you possession. They gave you unbelievable defense. You controlled the games because of those three guys. So... Greg's going to be left with a very difficult choice when he gets back on the job. What does he do? Presuming that he has everybody healthy, what does he do? But one of the things that people overlook is now that Rain has shown what he can do, they rarely have everybody healthy. That's true. So, and, and he left the match against Canada at halftime with a calf injury. Um, what they have now is more depth than we thought. Exactly. And more choices than we thought. Yes. And what really hurt them, I thought, against the Netherlands in the World Cup was the midfield was worn out. Yes. Whether it's Adams or Musa or McKinney or all of them. And the, the this formation, different than the one they used in the World Cup, which had Reyna basically uh, behind uh, uh, Balagun, that by the way, they looked like they had chemistry in game two that we had not seen from American players, and I loved uh, Tim Tim Weah's cross for the first ballistic goal against Mexico. It does look like they can be a little bit more attack minded. So maybe McKenny doesn't start, or Musa doesn't start in some matches. I don't think Tyler Adams ever comes out of the lineup. I think he is viewed. Uh, in that way, and I thought they developed some depth at right back with the way Joe Scally played against Canada. And um, you know, Dest is a dynamic player, but maybe Scally is a little bit more solid defensively uh, in that spot. And the center backs were better. R- Richards and Miles Robinson looks to me to be the pair going forward. No, yeah, I think that's exactly right. I think those two would be the ideal. Uh, selection if they if they can keep them both healthy, healthy that would be the choice they both have had injury problems mm-hmm. uh but together they're terrific i i thought scally was just magnificent yep. he he had he had help 
Sure. Uh, but he did an incredible job of shutting it down Alfonso Davies. And that long pass that he put out there, I mean, that was like Dan Marino to Mark Duper. Uh, <laughs> you, you don't see that very often with that kind of uh, precision from that distance. Uh, he was fantastic. I was really impressed by him. So I, I think that what they came out of this tournament with, in addition to another trophy, is a belief that they can be deeper, more versatile, more attack-minded, and that's the natural evolution of what we hoped this team would be. Because a year ago, they were young, they were untested, they weren't sure exactly where, uh, you know, exactly sure how many guys they'd have because guys had been hurt a lot. Uh, it, they, they hadn't had much time together because mm-hmm. of the pandemic, and then they were right into qualification. And all of those are reasons why the results that Burhalter got through qualification, through those two tournaments in 21, and then in the World Cup were certainly uh, acceptable results. He didn't have a great day against the Netherlands, but it wasn't nearly as bad as Louis van Hall wants you to believe because he wants you to think he's a genius. Right. <laughs> and I, I think that Bur- the fact people think that like this was all about U.S. soccer. Like, they didn't hire Crocker so he could come in and say, yeah, you're right, everything you say is mm. right. They brought him in for new ideas, and he looked at the process and said, no, this is the best guy for the job. The players love playing for him. They, they door do. keeps opening to bring in new players because the players love playing for him and we're good enough. And they're going to fix some things tactically and maybe bring in some different people to, to advise. But I, I think they're in great shape. I think you and I disagree about the, uh, the reappointment or the rehiring of Burhalter. Uh, I think there was an opportunity to take the program a step forward, but um, all of that is speculative. And the the known is that Burhalter built a foundation that players want to be a part of. So I have, yeah. Even though I'm not a fan of rehiring him, I recognize what he did, and I also think that the pool of candidates clearly wasn't awesome. No. Uh, and if it was awesome, then Burhalter would not have been rehired. So I think that's probably fair. I bet that's the whole point mm-hmm. is that people have this dream that Pepe, you know, that Pep Guardiola wants to be their coach. And oh, he does. It's not, you know, it's not <laughs> out there. Uh, people were mad because Thierry Henry didn't get hired. I got, yeah. I got a bunch of tweets about Thierry. Thierry Henry has coached 49 games yeah. at, at, you know, at the high level, at, at least, you know, uh, division one level. And he's lost 27 of them, yeah. but he's Thierry Henry. So what difference does it make? Let's get him. He's very handsome too. Uh, also, uh, also bald. Uh, so I have a, uh, I have a soft spot like I must have for Greg, uh, as well, since he has no hair either. Mike DeCorsi, you're the man. I appreciate your time as always, sir. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Adam. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.